it's my baby. <laughs> I know that babbling anywhere. Sorry. Healing and demons and disease. I mentioned to the kids earlier that there are all kinds of things that we need healing from. As kids, we know about being sick. As teenagers, maybe we know a little more about the other things that wound and hurt our souls. We learn even more as we get older. Eventually, we know the full gamut of things that can wound and hurt our lives, that can keep us stuck, possessed maybe like one with a demon, or cast out like a man with a skin disease, usually leprosy was how it's translated, or like Simon Peter's mother-in-law, afflicted with a fever on our beds. There was once a deeply troubled church that could not keep a pastor for more than a year or two. Eight pastors had come and gone in 11 years, all of them at the request of the congregation after uh, conflict and controversy within the leadership. The church blamed their bishop, they were Methodist, for sending them bad pastors. The pastors blamed the congregation, saying that everyone there was intent on self-destruction. Many people left, and in time, nobody in that area wanted to serve that church, for that church was difficult. Well, one day, this gathering of Methodists or whoever said, who will serve that church with the pastors? And a lone voice spoke up, an older woman near retirement. This woman had had her own problems, a messy divorce, struggles with alcohol, her own health. And yet, somehow, she said, I will go. Are you sure? The bishop said, this is a very difficult assignment. This is a congregation in pain, she said. I know something about pain. I think I should be the one to go. Everyone said, God must be doing something here. Who are we to stop it? And so she went, and before she did anything, she resolved to meet with everyone in the congregation. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, she spent days meeting with them, going from house to house, apartment to apartment, hospital bed to nursing bed, and asking each one as she went two questions. How did you come to love Jesus, and why have you chosen to serve him in this congregation? She visited everyone but one who refused her, otherwise she would have visited and then it was time for her to, to lead worship now that she had visited everyone. They waited eagerly for her sermon, and she shared with them what she had heard. And she shared her answers to those same questions, how she came to love Jesus and why she believed God has called her to serve God in that congregation. Many were stirred and moved to tears. And then, just at the end, a man stood up in the back and shouted at her. 
His name was Harry, and it was, of course, the man who had refused to see her. He was crotchety and had caused many problems with many pastors before her. But some had told Deborah she had never reco- he had never recovered from the death of his wife many years before. Who do you think you are, he said. We know all about you. You're the last thing we need in this church. We've got enough problems as it is. He stood glaring at her, his face red, his knuckles white. And yet she went to him there in the middle of the service and said, I am a sinner, Harry, and I've come to serve with sinners, forgiven sinners. She put her arm around his shoulder, looked him in the eye and said, I'm so sorry about Mildred. She must have been very dear to you. Harry let go of the pew and fell into her arms and sobbed. She then called everyone around and they prayed for him. Deborah felt something and maybe everyone else felt it too. This collective sigh of relief. Like the demons were gone and the congregation would be whole again. Someone, someone here asked me a couple months ago uh, what our Presbyterian theology about demons was. And I had to think for a second, and I kind of looked around and did some Facebook searching. Um, I hadn't encountered this before in my ministry, but then I did not long after that. But many other pastors, even in the Presbyterian church, where we don't normally talk about demons, uh, had had people who wanted blessings for their house, who wanted demons cast out. I told the person who asked me, I don't really know what I believe about literal, actual demons, but I think there are very real forces in this world that keep us stuck, that afflict us more than stuck, but petrified almost. So stuck we can barely breathe or move. We've gotten so used to the feeling of our own pain and we're unable to take any steps in any direction to get out of it. I grew up too with a brother uh, and he still has fairly severe mental illness. I know what demons look like. Not that he is a demon, but yes, there are things in this world we cannot explain. And maybe sometimes there are things we can explain, like Harry and his grief. What is it that keeps you stuck and unable to move, to breathe, to think, unable to reach out, unable to follow your calling? We're starting a new series today, Why Church? We're going through the Gospel of Mark and hopefully we'll be attempting to answer that question. Why do we gather here? What is the point? Why bother showing up here or online or however it is we show up for God in our lives? Today in Mark, we hear Jesus going on this healing spree. 
facing people who have all kinds of dis-ease, literal diseases or the dis-ease that afflicts the heart, the mind, the spirit. And Jesus brings healing, yes, but also more than that. It's restoration. It's moving from disease to wholeness. The last little vignette we heard was about a man with a skin disease, probably leprosy. And did you hear Jesus reached out and touched him? Now that would have made Jesus unclean. It was a risk. People with skin diseases were ritually unclean. They were cast out of the community. And before we think that such laws were maybe too draconian, too strict, uh, too exclusive, uh, we know now that many skin diseases are highly contagious, right? So not touching other people with skin diseases had a good intent in mind, whether they knew that or not. But this man with this disease, Jesus reached out and touched him. He was healed. And then Jesus said some confusing things, right? He says, don't tell anybody, but do go tell the priest. That's a feature in Mark we'll wrestle with, although there's not really great answers, is that Jesus is often running around telling people not to tell about his work. But he does say, go to the priest, show the priest and the people in the temple what has happened, so this will be a testimony to them. The priest had the power and the charge to declare him clean and restored to the community. So his body is not just better, but his social standing, his ability to be in connection and community with others, and to find a livelihood outside of what was probably begging. Restoration, bringing what is broken back together. Like the man with leprosy, like Harry in that church and that church as a whole, we are afflicted. Maybe we don't want to admit it, but church is the place where we can admit such things, right? Why church? Well, following Jesus, church is about restoration. And my question is, and maybe this is a little hard to wrestle with, but do we find restoration here? And more than that, are we collectively as a community a place of restoration? Where those who are hurt and afflicted find not just a welcome, not just a friendly, hello, how are you, but the true, warm welcome of Christ, willing to, I mean, not literally touch people, but emotionally come close to others? Are we willing to be uncomfortable and awkward and to check in on each other, or do we just come in, worship, and leave? How can we be a community of restoration? How can we be a community of healing? I don't know that I have all the answers for that, but maybe some of you do. How we can offer that healing and restoration that we hopefully experience, how can we share it with others? 
Now change and healing and restoration requires hard work. This man, as I said, probably was used to a life of panhandling, of begging to make his livelihood and suddenly he was healed and had to figure out a new way. This, of course, is not in the scripture itself, but we can imagine that there might have been some discomfort. I'm healed, this is great, but what do I do now? Uh, Monty Python, (laughs) of all things, imagines uh, this exact scenario in a a way. Again, not in the Bible, not in scripture, but it does get you thinking Once we are healed, once we are restored, how do we respond? Okay, so Monty Python, right? Life of Brian, which I've not seen the whole thing, but it's uh, telling of uh, kind of an anti-Jesus. And um, there's a scholarly article I can share with any of you who are interested in learning more about uh, theology and life of Brian. Um, But anyway, Brian is kind of this opposite Jesus guy, and in their imagining of this story, um, Brian comes upon the man, and the ex-leper says, yes, that's right, I, 16 years behind a veil, I'm proud of it, sir. Brian says, well, what happened? Oh, cured, sir. Cured? Yes, sir, a miracle, bless you. And here's, here's the part, who cured you? Jesus did, sir. I was hopping along, minding my own business. All of a sudden, up he comes, cures me. One minute, I'm a leper with a trade. Next minute, my livelihood's gone. Not so much as a buy your leave. You're cured, mate. Bloody do-gooder. Okay, again, that's not what the scripture says. The leper comes to him, but still it's funny and sparks the imagination. What then? What do we do? Harry and his poor beleaguered church, I'm sure they had some work to do. Truths to tell, new relationships to form new patterns to find. Healing often is not just one and done, but requires change, and we so often don't like change. We are afflicted. We are people in need of healing. And the good news is that Christ offers us that restoration. Christ says, come and meet me. Christ heals us and offers us transformation, freedom from the demonic, from disease, from dis-ease. And Christ says, you too can offer restoration. You too can be a healer. Why church? Church is restoration. Amen. Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, 
and we are glad that you are here listening with us and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed and may the peace of Christ be with you.